Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 20 from Delving into Islam Q&A. This is your host, Wa'il, and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. Now, speaking of which, if you have any question or suggestion, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. Uh, also, if you want to uh, you know, learn about the release dates uh, of the episodes uh, or whenever we go on a break ahead of time then you can follow me on instagram at delving into islam podcast again delving into islam podcast for all the upcoming announcements now delving into islam q a is a shorter version of our you know episodes where i directly answer your questions and today's question comes to us from uh, sister sadie and sister sadie first of all thank you so much for your questions and sister sadie wants to you know, or wanted to tackle an issue that is a trend when it comes to, you know, preaching Islam and talking about Islam, which is whenever there are scholars talking about the role of women and all these things, they always mention, you know, uh, that women should wear hijab, should be modest, uh, you know, um, talking about marriage, about, you know, good behavior, about all these things, right? And she she believes that there is more to women than that, and uh, that we should address that. And talking about women's rights, and you know the, the, the which I have already done talking about women's rights. Then Islam, first of all, Islam we mentioned this before is the first thing, not even religion, the first thing, the first idea that woman has a right. She has the right to inherit. All these things comes from Islam. That was unheard of before Islam. But again, Sister Sadie is kind of you know frustrated with 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 the notion that whenever we talk about and specifically, I think she went back to an episode when she was listening to one of my first episodes when we said, for example, why women cannot lead uh, salah. And Sister Sadie saying, you know, we should say that just they were never allowed to in Islam. Allah and, and the Prophet Salam they said. The women are not allowed. Why should we go and say, well, a woman cannot bend down in front of a man and, and you know, kind of a, what's the word, sexualizing the, the, the situation or, you know, and she's, she says that if someone, she's talking about like, this is kind of a weak point or a, a weak argument because if non-Muslims would hear this and be like, oh, look, this is sexism and they're looking at a woman as an object and all these things, right? Same thing when it comes to women leading or like going to war and being prophets, right? Um, they, we mentioned that they have their periods, they can't pray all the time and all these things. So why do we talk about these aspects? And, you know, why we just don't say that? No, it's just a lot. They were never allowed to do that. And I hope that I, you know, understood the email. And that's basically, and again, in a nutshell, what Sister Sadie was uh, asking about. Now, again, thank you so much for uh, you know your questions. So let me let me answer the, the these. And by the way, all these questions are kind of summarized into uh, a couple of answers because they're all related at the end of the day. First of all, we get our what's what's allowed and what's not allowed 
from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the Prophet or through the Prophet right? Quran and Sunnah. And Sister Sadie's talking, she's saying, yeah, that's, but we should stop at that. The problem is, if I come to you and tell you, uh, women are not allowed to, to, you know, to lead prayers. They are not allowed to be, now, they're not allowed to, and, and I'm going to explain the, the, in detail what that means. Uh, MashaAllah, it seems like if I tell you because Allah said so, because the Prophet said so, then you're going to be, uh, inshallah, convinced and you wouldn't need any further explanation. However, mashallah, you might be from the few because most Muslim and non-Muslim women, when they come across certain issues like leading prayers, they want to know why. You understand? It's easy. By the, it makes my job easier to tell you guys, hey, because Allah said so, go figure. That's it. Allah said so. Do not even argue. The reason why we try to explain things because, first of all, it's out of Allah's mercy that he gave us certain explanations. It's out of Allah's mercy that he told us. Now, there are certain things that Allah didn't fully explain, and he left it up to our faith. That's our test. However, there are a lot of things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explained to us why. Why Allah forbade certain things, why Allah allows certain things. That's It's that simple. So you might be convinced, and many, mashallah, Muslim sisters might be convinced. Once you say, okay, verify, okay, this is from the Quran, this is from the Sunnah. So you cannot do this, you cannot do that. <clears throat> you might be convinced. However, the majority of people are, won't be convinced. They need a reason, a logical reason. Now, for, for someone who has, and there is a reason why Allah brought up logical reasons. Like, why can't we drink alcohol? There are reasons. Allah forbade it. That's number one. But why did Allah forbid it? Now, Allah gave us some of those reasons. Why riba, usury, is haram. Again, it will be easy to say, Allah said it's haram. You cannot come to, you know, come near it. You cannot do any of this. That's it. Done. Very simple. But you need to explain. Allah told us why. Allah explained to us why. The problem is, again, through the Quran and the Sunnah. There is nothing wrong with explaining logical reasons behind what is halal and what is haram. As a matter of fact, it makes people embrace Islam even better. Some people require more explanation. Some people are always doubtful. Like, okay, Allah said so, I believe it, it's there, there's proof, but why? The majority of our religion, Allah explains and tells us why this, this is haram and this is halal. Some things, very minor things, Allah left it for our own faith, for his own wisdom. He did not reveal the reason. And we're good with that. As long as the majority of the stuff, we know why. This is a human nature, by the way. Now, Sister Sadie saying that, okay, now when I say that a woman is not allowed to bend down, and it's, you know, men could look at her in a certain way, I'm sexualizing the woman. That's not true. As a matter of fact, we're saying a woman is not supposed to bend down in front of men and men should not look to not sexualize women. Because, and, 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 let me explain something. First of all, women are more attractive as a species, as gender, than men. This is a physical thing. That's why women have more to cover than men. You cannot deny that fact. You cannot deny that fact. That's why women are, uh, Muslim women, sh must wear hijab. Men do not have to wear hijab. As a matter of fact, men, it's, it will be bizarre. 
if a man covers his hair. Why? Because hair on a woman is more attractive than on a man. Again, for the most cases, for the majority of cases. So you cannot deny the fact that women physically are attractive. This is something, again, biologically speaking, nature-wise, but you cannot deny that. So when we say, be respectful, do not look at a woman when she bends down because a woman is attractive and this is haram, period. We're not sexualizing women. The fact is, because you, again, the idea that, just say it's haram. You don't have to explain throughout history, women never led, why women never led the prayers in the first place. Like, I can't go and tell someone, hey, women should not lead prayers because they never done that before. Throughout history, women, women never led prayers. That's not an actual reason. There is a reason why women never let praise. I have to explain that reason. Now, if I come and say Allah said so, to a non-Muslim, that means nothing. To some Muslims, unfortunately, it still means nothing. I want to know why Allah said so. Then we take some of the facts that we know. For example, a man should not look at a woman when she bends down. This is a fact. You don't believe me. What happened to Prophet Moses? This is from the sunnah. From the authentic sunnah When he found the two ladies And he basically asked them I want to go talk to your father What happened? Prophet Moses They knew the town They knew where they lived He was stranger to that town At the time And instead of him walking behind them He said what? Look at this Look at the decency Of this uh, Of that prophet Peace be upon him He walked in front of them Now how would he know where to go If they're walking behind him? They know the way. He doesn't, right? He said, throw me a rock every time you want me to make a turn in the direction of where I'm supposed to make that turn. So they're walking in the street. They're supposed to make a right. He said, throw me a rock in front of me towards the right, uh, the right direction to make a right. Why did he go that far? This is extreme. If you tell someone today in today's world... That's what Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, did. What's going to happen? They're going to be like, wait, why, why go through all of this? Out of decency, because he's not supposed to walk behind a woman. Now, are you calling Prophet Moses sexist? He's objectifying women. That's why he's saying, oh, I can't look at a woman. No, it's out of decency. Not out of objective. Objectifying a woman or being sexist is literally taking advantage of these things. Is looking. Trying to walk behind him on purpose. That is disgusting, and that is basically what sexism is. Well, well, along you know with other stuff too, but I'm talking about like this specific point. But as Muslims, we have the we don't like. Come on, like when a woman goes out and people start catcalling her, or you know calling her names, or trying to like get her phone number. And again, unfortunately, in today's world, what happens? A decent woman would be bothered by that, right? A decent woman would be bothered by that because she's being looked at as an object. Hey, come, let's, whatever, let's have a drink. Let's have a meal. Let's do this. Let's do that. Come to my place. I'll come to your place. All the disgusting remarks. However, when a Muslim man looks at a woman and then he turns his face or he sees a woman and he doesn't look, he looks down. Does that mean that the Muslim man is objectifying that woman? That's why he can't look. So are we asking him to look so he do, he's not, quote unquote, sexist or objectifying her? No. He's being decent and modest. He is also, by the way, by lowering his gaze, is modest. 
not objectifying that woman. He's giving her her space. Because again, like I said, the rule is women are attractive by nature. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded women. Because if we follow that concept, that you should not say that woman, a woman should not bend down in front of men, then how do you explain hijab? To non-Muslims, how do you explain hijab to a non-Muslim woman? She's going to come. You're going to say, Allah said so. She's going to say goodbye. That's all I needed to know because it doesn't make sense to me. I'm out. That's basically what's going to happen because she does not believe in Allah in the first place. But then when you say, no, a woman is more attractive. That's why Allah wants people to deal with a woman for the sake of the woman. He wants her to also be modest, cover her hair, do not wear like makeup, do not wear tight stuff, all these things. Because a woman should be dealt with according to her personality, not to her looks. It's the same thing that women today are complaining about at a workplace, for example. Do you understand? This is the logical reason why. Because you can't just say, well, throughout history, women always, Muslim women always wore hijab. Throughout history, Muslim women were always covered. That's not an answer. That's not enough. Of, again, if it's if it's an enough of an answer for you, this is incredible. Actually, this is mashallah amazing. However, the majority of women, that's not an answer to them. I need to know why Allah, because you're going to say Allah said so. Yeah, why? Why women are? Does that mean women are like less of a species or like of a, of a human beings than men? You have to explain the logical reason behind. It. And one of the reasons, going back to leading women in prayers, is that. They are not supposed to, it's inappropriate for an entire group of men to look at a woman or to, again, we're not depending on all men lowering their gaze because they're praying. It doesn't matter. It's that setting of itself is inappropriate. Inappropriate. Same thing goes for hijab. Why a woman should cover her hair? Same answer. Almost same answer. Because she should cover her body because a woman is more attractive Physically, Allah created, and by the way, also one other point, which is when we say that women should cover their hair, should be modest, by the way, we say the same thing for men, not about the hair, of course, but I'm talking about men should be modest, should cover their aura, should not brag about their looks. This is all coming from shaitan. This is all evil. However, we focus on this with women for the same reason. Allah created women more attractive than men. That's why it's more focused. That does not mean that we are diminishing the role of a woman in Islam. Absolutely not. But here's the thing. When a man is required to do certain things as an act of worship, covering your hair is an act of worship. So don't be frustrated. And I know Sadie has a, a certain point. I get her point. But like, you can't be frustrated because I'll, we talk about women should wear hijab, should dress modestly, should not do this, should, should speak softly, should not be loud, should not be laughing out loud in, in front of men. And Why? Because it's an act of worship. When a woman does this, she's worshiping Allah. So yes, we have to emphasize this for the sake of women. This is not sexism. This is not saying that that's what all like what women are all about and that's about it. No. This is as simple as it's an act of when a woman wears a hijab. Every time she's wearing a hijab, every time she's in public, she is getting rewards. She's gaining rewards. She's, you know, alhamdulillah, like, you know, she's an example. Again, if she's doing it properly, she's an example of a Muslim on earth, how a Muslim sister would walk on earth. She's gaining rewards. This is an act of worship. Same thing when a man lowers his gaze. Same thing when a man does, again, like you said in your email, women have roles, men have roles. 
Sometimes roles are the same. Sometimes the roles are different. So when a woman is wearing hijab, when she's being modest, she's actually committing an act of worship. She's doing good things. So we have to emphasize that. Unfortunately, in today's world, you have women who are showing skin everywhere. Go on social media. Walk in the street. Wallahi, in Muslim and non-Muslim countries, walk in the street, go by the beach. Women are showing their bodies. The majority are non-Muslims, but unfortunately, many Muslims are doing so. So yes, when you come and that, that spreads corruption, that helps with the spreading of the corruption, along, of course, with other a lot of other stuff. However, this is part of the sexual corruption. When women are competing, what, how much more can I show and brag about, then that's a problem. So when we come and say and emphasize, yes, you have to be modest, you have to wear hijab, you have to cover, you have to do this. It's to also emphasize the role of a woman in society, of a Muslim woman in society. It's an active, it's a great thing. It's nothing to be frustrated about. That does not mean that this is what all women are. No. But it means that this is a dangerous point. This is a dangerous thing that if a woman could, again, like men could abuse certain things, women could abuse certain things. Your beauty, your like sexuality is one thing that women could abuse or could use them as a, a, um, a point to gain rewards. A woman's beauty is something, it's like, what's the saying? It's a double, a double sword, a double-edged sword. I'm sorry, a double-edged sword. A woman could use it to, God forbid, spread corruption in her own circles, and you know, gain sins and do something bad. Or she can use that by covering it, by making it only for her spouse, by you know, basically containing that for the sake of Allah and gaining rewards. And it, it is an act of worship. I hope that point is clear. So there is nothing sexist about telling a woman that this is the best thing she could do. There are a lot of other things that she could do. Come on. Like I said, there are a lot of things between a man. Like everything, almost everything when it comes to the act of worship between a man and Allah, a woman has to do the same thing. Now, let's move on. So that is one of the things. Leading prayers is not allowed for certain things. One of them, of course, the number one is because they're not allowed in Islam. But that's not... On its own, it's not good enough of a reason. You have to explain why. Why would Allah say no? Why would Allah forbid this? Because women should not stand in front of men. Women should not recite Quran out loudly in the presence of men. That's it. It's aura. It's all about aura. There's nothing wrong with that. It is proven that a woman should not do this. In front, and men should not stand behind women. That's why if a woman leaves salah of men... The salah is null and void. It's invalid in the sight of Allah. Let me tell you something very interesting. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. Whenever she had women over, sisters, whenever she's about to pray, she leads them in prayers. But this is if only women are present. Okay? If only women are present, by the way, and there's something, I don't know if you guys know, when a woman leads a fellow women in, in prayers, she should stand between them, not in front of them like a male imam. So when a, a male imam is leading men, that male imam stands in, in front of them and then the rest are behind him. Now, when all women are praying, the female lead would be in between them, in the center. Uh, or, you know, like, for example, if, if it's five women and she's the fifth, she's in, in, in between, she's in the middle. If it's three, then she, you know, stays also, you know, kind of as much as in the middle as she can, right? 
So that is okay. She can recite, do everything as long as there are no male present in, 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 the, in the place, right? Now, one time, their servant, the servant of Prophet Muhammad and uh, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, was our mother Aisha. Uh, he was present. So now they wanted to pray. The Prophet was not at home and he was serving them, right? So when the time comes, now she's not going to lead while he's at home. So she asked him to lead them. Now, here's the thing. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, knows way more Quran than that servant at the time. She knew way more Quran. She knows how to recite. But the proper way was for the man now to lead. Even if he's in the next room, he's not supposed to hear them praying. He leads. So he led the salah and she stood with everyone else. Do you guys understand? Now, are you trying to say that Aisha was sexist? No. What's proper and what's improper? Like all the stuff. What is proper in terms of dealing, men and women dealing with one another? It comes from Allah. We cannot say, well, because Allah said so and that's it. No, why would Allah say so? Because it's inappropriate for a man to hear a woman reciting Quran out loud or for a woman to bend down in front of him. It's inappropriate. And this is from our religion. This is not a speculation why. I just told you. And the story of Prophet Moses, he was the, the women who were walking behind him, they're not even bending down. The fact that they were uh, were going to walk in front of him was impossible for him to fathom. Like, no, I'm walking in front of you. You just show me the way from behind me by throwing rocks. So not even bending down. Not, the idea that a man walking behind a woman. So the idea of like women, women's first, that doesn't, doesn't, like Islamically speaking, it's inappropriate. Now, of course, if the woman is your mom, uh, or like talking about you know the the ma- the male, if the woman is your mom, your 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 sister, your your wife, your mother-in-law, your daughter, that's fine. But if a stranger is walking in front of you, you should not do that. You should speed up a little bit. Actually, this is the mannerisms of Islam. How the Prophet dealt with women, by the way. Like when a woman would walk in front of the Prophet, he would speed up, or she would slow down on her own, knowing that the Prophet is behind her. And the Prophet would speed up and walk. This is we get those teachings, those how to deal with women or how women to you know uh, supposed to deal with men comes from who? The companions from the Prophet. And when the Prophet knew how to deal with women, they came from who? Came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're not coming up with reasons. Those reasons are in our religion, engraved in our religion, since the days of Prophet Moses, peace be upon him. Now Talking about why there were no uh, women uh, prophets or prophetess or why women would not lead the army. Well, it's all one answer again. Woman, a woman prophet, first of all, again, the, 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 the very simple answer is Allah never sent woman prophet. And you should not ask Allah, why did you do that? However, Allah also, out of mercy, explained to us why. There's nothing wrong with that, again, because there are some minds out there that when you tell them Allah... Because Allah said so or Allah never sent women They would start to like speculate things about Islam that The idea that okay so maybe this is Islamist sexism then Because Islamists never mentioned that women were prophets Right? That's why we have arguments And part of it is again A prophet is someone who leads his people in salah, in prayers So we already talked about that part So that first of all you can, that means if a woman is a prophet, every single prayer, the Prophet led every single prayer except I think one or even two max when he was alive. You guys know that in Medina, in his masjid. Now, 
if a woman is a prophet, number one, what, what happens? She's always going to take a backseat to the leader, to the imam, who is a, has to be a male. That emphasizes that this male has more knowledge or more of a right to lead people than her if she was a prophet. Then that makes a, starts a confusion. Think about it. If there was a female prophet and the, the prayer time comes, right? And, and uh, she would basically say, okay, you fulan or you person X, can you lead the salah? It's going to create confusion because you should be knowledgeable. You should be the one worthy of leading all of us in salah. But again, for many reasons, we mentioned some of them, and I'm going to mention the rest. The woman cannot lead salah. So that contradicts that. That's number one. Number two, women have their monthly cycle, their menses, their periods, right? Now, a woman who has a period cannot pray. Cannot hold the Quran. You can recite Quran from your memory, of course, or from your, you know, back of your, you know, from from heart. But you cannot hold the Quran because, again, we, we know that the blood that comes out of a woman during her period is impure. Hence, you cannot be actually in the masla where you pray in the masjid, that area of prayers. You can be in a masjid if there's like a Islamic center. You can walk around, no problem. But where people pray, you should not pray. By the way, this is this is there's no debate about that. That happened during the time of the Prophet. When a woman who has her period, she's not supposed to begin. This is a pure area. This is a pure area, and you cannot be there while you. There's nothing demeaning about that for a woman, by the way. This is just biology, right? And this is a test for women, as at the same time. Okay, so that creates another problem. A woman cannot lead her people while she's a prophet. How would that work? Because women could have her menses for a couple of days. Could be prolonged it depends on the person right what are you going to do you're just going to be we're not going to attend unless you're going to go meet outside it just logically does not make any sense another reason is women are for the most part for the overwhelming majority of cases are physically weaker than men you cannot deny that and what happens when you're a prophet you have to for the most part lead your people in battle you have to be strong the idea of da'wah the idea of preaching Islam for a prophet is physically challenging. Look what happened to the Prophet ﷺ. Throwing rocks at him. He was bleeding from head to toe. Remember the day of Ta'if? Walking on his feet from town to town to town. It physically requires a male strength. And sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes it's way more challenging than you think. You cannot deny that fact. There's nothing sexist about that. It's, bi again, biology. It's the word we live in. So yes, it's not a weak argument when you say women have their menses. Because again, the, the number one reason, just as simple as Allah never sent female prophets. That's it. Now, why Allah never sent a female prophet? We have some reasons. We know it. it's from our religion. You get it? It makes sense. When a woman is pregnant, if a woman, if a female prophet is pregnant, she's married, she's pregnant. What's going to happen then? Take a break from da'wah, from spreading Islam, from preaching what Allah said until she, you know, uh, delivers the child and then breastfeeds. And then, do you understand? Physically, it's impossible. Impossible. Most prophets married more than one woman. Again, part of it was political. We mentioned that during uh, our season when we talked about the biography of the Prophet. Allah allowed it. It was absolutely fine. Women cannot do that. Do you understand? There are challenges. You might think those challenges are sexist, but astaghfirullah, they're not. 
they're just nature do you understand you again for the most part as muslims allah never sent female prophets allah has a wisdom we're good but i promise you the majority of women the majority of even men non-muslim men and muslim men Sometimes they wonder, why wouldn't Allah send any female prophet? Why wouldn't Allah allow a female uh, Muslim uh, imam to lead the salah with men? Saying that it didn't happen throughout history is not an answer. It's not satisfying enough for most people. So you have to explain with all the respect. Again, Islam was called, like again, it's still being called like a sexist religion, a religion of violence. Since when we care about what people think? We preach Islam and we talk about it from a logical point. Sometimes, and it's very rare by the way, sometimes Allah never tells you the logical reason behind certain things. Again, it's sometimes it's very rare. <clears throat> when that happens, what do you do? Sami'na wa atana. We listen we hear, we obey. Once you verify this is coming from Allah. But also Allah explains a lot of things. Like I'm going to give you one example of things that were ne technically never explained why. And we all do it gladly. When you have wudu and you wear your socks and then you wipe on your, and then you lose your wudu while you're wearing your socks. But you already wore your socks when you had wudu, right? So when you lose your wudu and now you have to redo your wudu. What do you do when it comes to your feet? If you're wearing socks. You wipe on your feet, right? On on the top of your, you know, on the socks, right? On the top of the socks. Why don't you wipe on the bottom? Because isn't the bottom is the place where it could get dirty? By the way, this is a question that was proposed by the cousin of the Prophet Sallam, Ali ibn Abi Talib. He said, if you take Islam, every single thing about Islam, but when it comes to by logic, by logical explanation, explain this. Why would Allah tell you, no, wipe the top of your uh, sock, not the bottom part? Logically speaking, you should wipe the bottom piece because this is what gets dirty because you step on it. But Allah said, no, no, no. Wipe the top part. Why? You'll never know. And we all do it because it's easy and simple. We don't, we don't question. Do you guys understand? So I understand that sometimes the answers or the reasons are not matching your thought process or how you conceive things or... You know, at the end of the day, do not question Allah or do not question the reasons. You question your own understanding of things. Before This is the famous saying by Umar ibn al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him. Question your own understanding of the religion before you question the religion. These things that we mentioned, the whole period thing, these are all obstacles for a woman to become a prophet. Bending in front of men, this is, all, this is also an obstacle of a woman to lead the salah do you understand so at the end of the day yes the first and the foremost and the most important part is because allah said so but sometimes not sometimes for the most of the time when it comes to people for the majority of people that's not enough and from the mercy of allah he gave us the answers to those things I hope that uh, answers your question. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.